Hey, this is Dave Baker. You're listening to Comics Podcast. And comics, we are everywhere. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Comics. Hooray, we made it to episode 36. Uh, I am Luis. I am Esteban. Carmen. Hey, I'm Ash. And I'm Andres. Hey, guys. So uh, every week we like to talk about everything that's new in nerd news and entertainment in general. Um, aside from that, we also like to talk about any drinks that we're uh, having so we can potentially introduce you to something that you may not know about. And so for this week, we have Andres drinking something. Uh, what do you got going on over there, sir? I have, I'm not sure if I featured this before, but if I did, it was too fucking bad because I'm having it again. <laughs> <laughs> I am drinking a Berliner Weiss, uh, which is kind of like a sour beer, but this one's a smoothie style. So it's really thick and fruity. And it's like, uh, if you're a fan of Disneyland, it's like Dole Whip flavor. Um, nice. And this is from my favorite bottle logic. And Carmen has a look on her face because she's the one that gave me these cans. So thank you. No, very I was much, trying Carmen. to figure out if that's what you were talking about. I was like, wait, <laughs> it sounds familiar. I'm can. like, oh, yep. Yeah. Got it. And it, it's not super tart as a sour would be, it's really sweet. And it tastes just like you're drinking a dough whip from Disneyland. Since I haven't been in over a year, this takes me back and it's very nostalgic and it's good. But you're not going to be able to find it at Bottle Logic anymore because it's been a while. So, sorry. Are you, are you were you ever like a card carrying member of Disneyland? Whatever the membership. Uh, it's been Pass a while holder. since I've had one, but yeah. My bad, dog. Fuck. and by the way when i used to go to disneyland all the time i would just go and get very drunk at uh california adventure at carthy circle which they have incredible drinks and their bartenders are really good so if you like a good drink and you don't mind spending disneyland style money to get drunk that's a very enjoyable uh, place. The little Casa something, something, something. No, no, no. Uh, it's a Carthy Circle at California Adventure. But within that, that's where I got introduced. It's not Mai Tai. I can never remember. The one with the, the mint Mai leaf tai. in it. Mojito? With Mojito? Yes. That was like refreshing and I got drunk. So it was like more, more, more. Like, oh my God, that was fucking amazing. It was refreshing so, and I got drunk. Nice. Yeah, I was on, it's a small world, like... <laughs> That's awesome. It was a small world. Yeah. So I pissed my pants. But I didn't I didn't piss my pants at this day. But no, he actually shit yeah. his pants. No, Carthy Car- Circle has more like uh vintagey old style drinks. So it's more like craft mixologists yeah. and their bartenders are really good. So that's uh just down the ways from uh the Incredicoaster, right? It used to be yeah, so California Screaming. It's, no, it's literally when you enter mm-hmm. the gates. And of California Adventure, so you're going straight through. I don't know what the, it's not Main Street there. Uh, sorry, I'm losing my Disneyland. It's by the fountain. As soon as yes, you walk exactly. So when, when you enter and it opens up, it's right across, slight to the it's left. Oh, I know where it's at. Or something like that. It's like kind of going towards like the Hollywood Studio. Exactly. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Exactly. I think huh. that's where. That's where the uh, pseudo Avenger campus was at, where they had uh, Miss Marvel's uh, Jet and Black Panther and stuff like that. I think that's that's where that's what you that's where it's at. So go get drunk there. It's good, and I've done it many a times, and never been kicked out, and I was really inebriated. 
and we're all going to do it one day. We'll see <laughs> Thank you, sir. What's funny about what you said about uh, whether or not you featured a drink before, I've I've come to notice that when I'm getting, if I go to like uh, my normal craft beer places and I'm going to buy something that I know I enjoy, I'll stop myself and I'll buy something different because of this fucking show. And I know that I need to try something different. And I'm just happy I'm not the only one that feels that way. Uh, I haven't bought a drink specifically for the show in a long time because I have a refrigerator full of shit that I just haven't got to. So I just pull something randomly. So, yeah. It's it something works, different. Man. I dig it. <laughs> and this week, Bud Light. <laughs> no, never. Uh, <laughs> American hero. Oh, sorry. Um, so real quick, we just I uh, just wanted to go over all the items that are uh, on our topics uh, before we start diving into them. Uh, so we have some The Boys news. Soldier Boy uh, costume was revealed. Uh, new Rob Zombie project. Boy. No. <laughs> not sold up boy um a new rob zombie movie coming up that we're all pretty excited about um we got a name cast for namor netflix uh uh netflix show comic book project that's coming out a dc project starring uh the rock and kevin hart and no it's not it's not black adam aquaman title has been revealed she-Hulk villain has been cast. So without further ado, we'll just dive right into it. Um, so first, I'll going into Jensen Ackles of Ackles? Did I pronounce that right? Ackles. Um, from Supernatural fame has been cast as Soldier Boy in The Boys, uh, which is the Captain America-esque hero. Mm -hmm. um, and the costume has been revealed. And I have opinions of it. I'm gonna I'm going to throw it to... I think the biggest super supernatural fan. Here. Can I stop you before you go to him? Because I, I, uh, <laughs> I knew you were going to go to him first, but I want to talk. Uh, uh, so yes, please. Yes. Talk. Speak. Uh, so sorry. <laughs> I know you like Jason Eccles a lot. But that costume looks like shit. I don't give a fuck if it's supposed to be uh, made to look bad or some knockoffs, a simile of a, uh, Captain America's dad is a fucking god awful reject of a suit. I would have liked it better if they did it like the comic book and made it like a funny mock suit where it was like the fucking short ass shorts and a tight t-shirt. Um, Cause that, that looks like dog shit. Sorry. Not bad. It's yeah. that one. Defend yourself. Defend you. Hey, hey I'm I agree. I, I agree. Really? I agree. Huh. Uh, at first, at, like when I first saw it, I'm like, I got a little hyped and stuff like that. I was like, all right, that's not looking, that's not bad. That's not bad. But then like <clears throat> when I looked a little bit further, it, you know, and like zoomed in and stuff like that, I'm like, oh my God, this, <laughs> this looks like shit. Like it really looks bad. Like you can see like the armor plates you know the plates in like the in the chest and in the shoulders and in the thighs and stuff like that i think he's gonna play the character amazingly i really am i, I really do i really do think that uh, i just hope and i and sorry andres but i i don't want to see him in those short shorts and the super tight shirt or whatever that like they drew him in the comic book there's there's a there's a like a second costume that he's actually wearing and it's similar to 
what he's wearing uh, and what they revealed. Um, but not so much, you know, um, the, the whole green with the, like the burgundy or the maroon gloves and the boots, uh, like homie looks like he's, he's like straight Christmas, you know, with the, with the green and the red, um, the shield's fucking dope though. I will say that the shield's pretty dope. I like the shield. Um, I'm not saying that it's better than captain America's shield or anything like that, but yeah, cause see, it's not, it, it's not, it's not, you know, you, you got to say something homie. For the We're showing it. I was showing it to you guys. Oh, okay. Who's the um, one? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. What were you gonna say? Who's the Who's one? The what? one that has the the acorn shield that has the star and then the stripes at the bottom of the shield that comes to a point. It looks like an acorn. Doesn't look exactly like an acorn, but it almost looks like a badge. Like I feel it's, like Comics mm-hmm. Alliance is like saying the name like four times in a row to us, like just yelling at us. U.S. agent. Is it U.S. agent? Is that how he's going to do the the triangular with the round bottom, but not it doesn't have the eagle on top? Okay, maybe I'm thinking of that. Yeah, go ahead for casuals. Who's what soldier boy from? Is he Marvel, DC? What is he? Uh, No, he's from the boys. From the boys. Oh, shit, my bad. Yeah, Yeah, but he's supposed to be, yes, a knockoff. uh, Captain America. America. Yeah. Yeah, I, he's supposed to be like the, I guess, the Vought's first superhero, I guess. Uh, so happened in World War II and all that other stuff. It's it's it's, it's very sim- parallel. Yeah, it's very parallel uh, to it. Um, uh, I think the costume would have been a lot better. Uh, they could have done a lot better with the costume. Uh, but the 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 dark olive green with the maroon gloves and the boots and stuff like that, not really a big fan of. Um, I, I see, obviously when you see it, 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 you can tell it takes inspiration from Captain America's suit, you know, but it's like, it's like, it's a cross between his Avenger, the first Avengers costume, you know, the, the spandex looking one, but with like armor plating in it, you know what I mean? And it it just, it, it doesn't look good. You know, I know everybody got hyped when they saw it and stuff like that. Um, but it's it's not good. I don't like it. Um, I didn't think it looked bad, but that's coming from the guy that I didn't think the first event, the first Avengers film. I didn't think the Captain America costume was bad until I got good costumes, and then I saw something to look back on. So I have a, of course, my personal opinion of myself. I think I've got like horse blinders that I don't uh, know what's good until I've seen it. Right. But uh, if that's all I've been given, I'm like, oh, dope, and I just adopt it and run with it. So. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I thought I thought the the Soldier Boy look was good because I saw what the comic book version looked like. I'm like, holy shit, this is horrible. You oh, know, the one where <laughs> the, yeah, the one that in the short shorts and with his little like that, and he's yeah. yeah, he's pissing yeah. himself. Yeah. So yeah, I was they're... I was like, ah, no, nah, man. Um, what what about you, Carmen? What do you have? Um, do you have any? She wants it to be Michael B. Jordan. <laughs> Yeah, so, uh, do, you have a, do you have a thought process <laughs> on it? Like, are you a fan um, of uh, Jensen Ackles or the boy's character in general? When I saw the image, I didn't know he was in costume until now that we're talking about it. I'm like, oh, <laughs> that's supposed to be the costume? Got it. I thought he was just, like, training on, like, a vested plate, you know, like, when you go yeah. running and you have, like, a plate. Uh, that's what I thought it was until now that I'm actually looking – at the image and we're talking about it i'm like oh that's i mean it's pretty i don't want to say bad because it's not bad it's very reminiscent of the other guy um in that same show uh the talks to the fishes 
What's his name? Oh, the oh. deep. The deep, yeah. The deep, yeah. Like the color scheme, it's very that. Um, a little bit darker, I guess. But with the knee pads, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it, it's very, it's very reminiscent to Captain Hydra in uh, the Marvel comics. The the when Captain America was part of Hydra and he was wearing the green costume and stuff like that. It's very reminiscent of that. Uh, even the shield too. Um, but I mean, it's all right. It's not the best. I feel that they could have done better. Um, but again, I, I mean. It, if they're trying to fit the aesthetic of the show, like the dark show, then all right, yeah, it fits, you know. But if I, I I'm hoping that we get like a, a brief like one shot of him like running down the battlefield in the short shorts, that would be dope. That'd be hilarious, you know. But it's mainly for it's mainly for Ash. Ash wants to see that. Uh, I had uh, I was wondering if they're gonna do that character like comic book correct. Because uh, if nobody's read it, I, and I don't want to say anything that'll ruin it, but it's just interesting mm. because, uh, yeah, stuff is going to happen to that character <laughs> that I don't know if people are expecting or how they're going to play it off in the comics. And the show. The show. I, I could see like a reel happening, like a, they're watching on a reel, and then like Dewey like, used to wear that, like something that, like that's yeah. where he would wear those shorts, and he'd be like, shut up. Like something like that kind of a. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know, it's funny. Like, yeah. yeah. To make a, a kind of like, what was it? The first X-Men when mm. they're going out into battle. With the and, uh, yeah. Oh, where, the uh, yeah. The joke of the, the yellow spandex where Logan's like, you actually go out in these then Cyclops. So what would you prefer? Yellow spandex. And it's like, ah, we get it. Cause we're fans. <sighs> and that was, yeah. Um, all right. Well, moving on and we're actually kind of taking a small step back completely forgot to go over comments so one of the things that we like to do on the show is to have you be a part of it is if you comment on our instagram youtube tiktok whatever uh we uh we highlight your comments on this page uh or on our episode to just to give have you be a part of the show so to speak and so there's actually funny that i almost forgot to do comments now there's a comment that I forgot to read last week, and uh, it's actually from Melissa Morales. So I just uh, so Melissa, thank you again for all of your feedback. Uh, and so I combined two comments into one. Uh, so this is all from Melissa, and this is starting with regarding episode episode thirty three. I don't know if you guys can remember. I we were having a conversation about saw films and uh and scary films in general and then we started talking about i i i talked a little bit about a movie called the platform the spanish film that's on netflix mm -hmm. and andres i think mentioned that he saw it and then we started watching about the new order the new spanish horror film that's coming out and so that's where this conversation is picking up from okay so episode 33 the platform reminds me of a, of a movie called circle it's on netflix it's not the best film but it is entertaining Luis would probably like it and find it interesting because you like the concept of the platform. Also, what the fuck is gore porn? Um, so we were mentioning that Hostel uh, and some of the Saw films started turning mm -hmm. into gore porn. 
and uh, Andres and Carmen, correct me if I'm wrong. Gore porn is just if you if you're just seeing horror on screen for the sake of being like a shock value and being like, look how disgusting this is, followed by how much more disgusting can we get? And it's very gory. Um, that's where it kind of started falling into it, where it was not so much in story. Just look at this. Here's a guy's face. It's like how, how much more outrageous and graphic can we make these kills mm-hmm. instead of there being a plot point to those kills? Yeah. Cool. Um, so that is gore porn. Melissa. And so then the second one was regarding episode 35. Um, it What's was during. Soft porn? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Hey, fuck it. Somebody had to ask. Go ahead. Go I'm on. glad. I'm glad you did, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> regarding episode 35, we were talking about hating characters. Um, and I don't remember who asked the question, but somebody asked the question of do you, have you ever seen or at least I think this is right. uh, the part. Do you ever see an actor play a character so well that you end up hating them outside of their oh, role yeah. and yeah. get stigmatized or whatever? And and so Melissa jumps on a comment that Andres said. Uh, uh, <laughs> Andres, positively, sir. Uh, you said Joffrey. It was the, your character that you hated. And so she responds. Um, I absolutely agree with Andres. Joffrey from uh, Game of Thrones and his bitch mother, Cersei. I just finished season five, so I'm full of anger towards them both. LOL. Great episode. Keep it up. So she still has good feelings about the show. Yeah, I I almost, I wanted to let her know, like, maybe you should stop here, but but no, finish it. And then you'll love the show for eternity. You know what, though? Um, we were talking about this on how we're not excited about future Game of Thrones projects because of I am, sound. but yeah. But it's a reserved excitement. Like, it's not it's not active excitement the way Marvel projects are. It's not, it's not Benioff and Weiss anymore, so that's why I have a, a good feelings towards it. See, but seeing her, uh, Melissa's excitement on Game of Thrones kind of restored that a little bit. I'm just like, you know what? Those were some good seasons. That's some good quality television there. And I agree. And I was like, die hard. Like that was my favorite show for its run until that eighth season. And then it just broke my heart and couldn't defend like, it was, anymore. Yeah. I was literally like two weeks away from getting a, a Daenerys tattoo. And imagine if I would have got it after that last season. Oh, everyone would have been yeah. fucking mother so. dragons, huh? Huh? Eh? Yep, it's true. Um, all right, so then we got Zach. I think, I think it would have been cool. Like, remember that part where they where she snapped and the dragon and then fucking went all through the fucking cities mm-hmm. and stuff and just like, oh. like, yeah, torn. like, yeah. You mean uh, when that show just took another shit on itself? Yeah. <sighs> There's no. The only outcome I could have found interesting is. Because he didn't even want the crown, but like, fuck, maybe I have to get it because she went crazy. I don't know. I fucking. But it's not even merited. If, no. Exactly. No. I was no. going to say, Car- Carmen and I have had this like oh. just between us on, on like through chat text yeah. conversation, how that wasn't merited. And it's been like oh. fucking conversation, hours long conversation. So. <laughs> All right. Well, Wasn't merited. If you're gonna do that, pay it off well and mm. build a story so that it makes sense. Yeah. Just, just... Don't just be like, oh, they killed my best friend, so I'm gonna snap. Oh. 
I haven't snapped through all of the other horrific shit that has happened to me, that but that's just gonna mm-hmm. send me over the edge. Don't Whatever. get me started on the whole King Bren shit because that was fucking awful. No! Don't. Don't Who has wait, a better wait, story wait, than Bren? We might be. We Anyone? Warned Anyone her now? We're probably spoiling it for her. To be no, fair, okay. you started it, Ash. Yeah, you have started it. I and did. I was gonna Sorry. say something, but I was I, like, I'll you know what? Her. It's I'll been out for listen. for five years. Tell her not to listen. <laughs> and our view view count went down. No, um, I mean, we appreciate that... you, Melissa. And sorry, it's your friend Ash. He's the one that did this. Um, all right, Zach is next. Uh, and this is in direct response to the Stone Cold Therapy. It's, uh, it's an original sketch that we released uh, earlier this month. And it just says, this one had me rolling on the floor laughing. Nice working punch, Ash. And hey, that's fuck! That's a in wrestling terms. That's nice. That's nice. <laughs> that's nice. That's nice. Uh, it was uh, that's a fucking uh, compliment. I I, th- I took it as a pretty big compliment. So in the sketch, we have uh, Craig, which is a character played by our very own Ash, that gets uh, beat up by Batman in several sketches that we've done, <laughs> and so he goes to therapy to try to channel another one of his heroes to get over the trauma of getting beaten by his childhood hero. And he hones in on Stone Cold Steve Austin. And we'll see what crazy shenanigans that man gets into. Um, And then the last comment, and this is uh, through our Instagram, and this is uh, from a friend of the podcast, uh, Ultra Turtles, known as Wink Chris from uh, uh, Comics. I was like, Comics Allegiance? Yeah, Comics Alliance. Thanks, guys. Um, it says, this had me dying, LOL. I'm still waiting for that stunner. So future episodes coming out on that. And uh, again, thank you, everybody, for uh, uh, your comments and your engagement with the show. If you want to hear your comments read or if you have a question for us, please uh, let there us know. Was, uh, for... There was a firefight. There was a firefight. There was a firefight. For... For Esteban's um, skit of where he's explaining um, uh, Infinity, Infinity War, War. Um, Heavyweight said that he deserves an Oscar. So that got said. I did see that. Yes. Uh-huh. Um, I mean, I, I appreciate that, but it's it's all in the editing. It's it's all in the editing. It's well, and it's the triplets that we had filmed for you as well. Well, true. It was like the five monsters that I drank. So just let it sit. Dead man. silence. I love it. It's perfect. <laughs> fucking... I have nothing. Welcome to my world, bitch. I'm not the host of the show, so sorry. You're on your own. Dead silence. Thank you. Falling uh, on deaf ears. And thank you, everybody, for all of your love. We appreciate you. I like how I like how Luis like does that very awkwardly. Uh, thank you, everybody. And good night. <laughs> <laughs> good night. We're gonna end the show now. Um. All right, so uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna shift gears a little bit. In between our topics, I've uh, given each of our co-hosts a different homework assignment that I wanted to get into uh, today. Throughout the episode, we'll go through another headlining topic, and then we'll go into uh, personal opinions about again what I said: nerd culture and nerd news. So, starting with you, Carmen, um, I gave you a homework assignment. If you can reveal what that was and then i would love to hear your response to it i think you um phrased the question as what is my ultimate favorite tv show or a tv series oh right 
Oh, we all yes. got different ones? Oh, okay. Sorry. Yes, sir. Okay. So um, I had a hard time choosing this because I just did. So I will go with currently the show that has not done anything wrong in my eyes and that I could just rewatch over and over again. Um, and that would be um, Sherlock with, um, what's his name? Uh, Benedict Cumberbatch. Cumberbatch. Yeah, with Benedict Cumberbatch. I have rewatched those seasons over and over again, and I probably will continue. I wish there was more seasons to come out. Um, I don't think there will be. Yeah, but, I think it's so that, Yeah, so that, that would be uh, my favorite. Um, other than that, I also think uh, Westworld was a good contender. And also um, the one which, oh my God, fuck, Thomas Shelby. Um, oh, Peaky Blinders. Peaky Blinders. Peaky Blinders. Uh, I think those two are my other top contenders for favorite show. Uh, Game of Thrones would have been up there, but as we just discussed earlier, that last season was a little bit it. So um, it gets knocked down a few notches. Do you feel that they, those shows that you mentioned, do you feel that they did anything to reinvent the wheel or just something that they, they tied, that they were able to connect to more so than other shows? Um, well, with Westworld, I like the way that it was done. It was such a slow first season and you're discovering a lot of the plot, but you don't really know what's happening until towards the end you know they keep showing you the maze and you you're like wait what is happening here um so i like the way in which that show works uh um sherlock i've always loved the story of sherlock the books of sherlock holmes um i'm a big like fan girl so i think uh cumberbatch did an amazing job uh the way that they did the villain too on that show I don't know, that's just amazing because it's kind of like investigative series but then like a thriller, but then it's like suspenseful. So it, it like it hit a lot of like flags for me. And then um, what other show did I mention? Oh, and then uh, Peaky Blinders. I love old gangster-like type shows and that's, I mean, it's pretty good. I dig up. Thank you for sharing, Carmen. I know that wasn't an easy thing, considering there's so much good television out nowadays. Golden age of television. Yeah. Um, no question. Yeah. For, for me, in general? Well, in, in general. Okay. Uh, how she said, how Carmen said that, um, like, detective, uh, and how it's, would you guys like it, like, maybe if they did a Batman movie where they don't say, hey, Jamie Foxx says fucking Riddler or whatever. Like, what if they just did it where they, it was like uh, The Walking Dead, everything's just silent. And then you are figuring out with Batman who it is. Like, by the new Riddler, you wouldn't really tell that that's going to be the Riddler other than, you know what I mean? Like, no, is that? I, I see where you're, I see where you're going with it. No, like if no. Fucking Esteban just letting me hang like fucking the way we let him hang. He was just he's just looking at me like you motherfuckers. I know. No, 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 no. I'm not doing that. Sense, but do you get what I mean? Like, would you no. like figuring I, I, out? I was trying to figure out your question because uh, us figuring out who the villain is as we're watching the movie instead of announcing that Harry Connick Jr. is 
dick face. You know what I mean? Kinda like, <laughs> clay face. Clay Very face. Dick face is better. <laughs> clay face. Yeah, no, it's like, like uh, uh, meshing like murder mystery with with a Marvel uh, Marvel or Marvel. Oof, I lost my nerd card. Uh, with the DC character, of like, it's this comic movie, book movie. Can get away with that, or do you think maybe like a Netflix so. series could be fun? Get away with it, right? I, so I absolutely think saying, so. I think if they have a character and they name him that character's name without like, so it's. Harvey Dent, it's Two Face, so obviously you know it's gonna be Two Face if they say Harvey. Maybe not even that. Maybe it's like a fucking um, like Arkham, like you're chasing uh, Black Mask, but there's little hints of these other things that are happening, and that he hired somebody, is but you don't know who. Blah blah blah. No, okay. Well, no, I no, 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 no. I, I, I am agreeing with you because it sounds interesting in theory, but the way that. Um, shows are announced now like it would be they would really have to keep it under wraps like everything about like what's gonna happen in order for that to work because otherwise like you already know like Andre said like if they announce it's this person playing this character like you already know where the storyline is going or it's like a lot of fan guess of where the story's gonna go I can I agree I I definitely agree with both Carmen and, and Andres um there could be it's possible for them to do it that way, um, but they can do it as in, but like, let's say for, let's take Andres's example. Like they're saying so-and-so is Harvey Dent, but you have to not have him turn into Two-Face that entire movie. You know what I mean? It's got to be someone different. It's got to be like a Clayface, you know, as the villain, you know, yeah. uh, or, or it won't work because if you have, if you immediately have Harvey Dent in there and then, it's like him turning into Two Face, and you already know he's the villain. So, so yeah, could it work? Yes, absolutely. Does the studio have to be delicate about it? Absolutely. Um, but it, it's it's difficult to do that because what do we do on the show? We speculate. That's what everybody does. We all speculate. Yeah, so we, we follow this storyline with little bits of this is where it's going to end. Like, because we shat on, we did shit on, like. Oh, it's under my real name, Robin. And everybody went, uh, like that was a groan. Like, so not that he's in the entire movie and he's really blah, blah, blah. Like, it's more like fucking you're following this, but there's little hints of there's an umbrella in the corner. On, it was I cheesy, but saying. I liked it. I get what you're saying and I liked it, but I, you like the Robin? You did not just say that. <laughs> yeah. Like, I thought, I, I thought it was, I thought it was cheesy, but I was just like, oh, that's oh, fun. My- all right, oh, I'm just gonna move sh- on. You should anyway. know your real name, Robin. No, what the fuck? Um, they, if they're gonna, I like your, your what you're saying, but if they're gonna do it, it has to be with something not as iconic as fucking as like Batman or Superman or or, if, or like Spider Man. So if you name any one of the characters in the rogue gallery, we're gonna be like, oh fuck, that's this. Yeah, I get you. Like, Agreed. yeah, like like it's perfectly done, like on a Guardians or something on an Ant-Man where the character isn't that big and they could build like the breadcrumbs to it. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. That would be good. Like if they would have done a Justice League Dark, like you would have had so many characters where they could have built it off like that. Mm-hmm. And then you would have been surprised. Or like if they're gathering the team for like Justice League Dark, you could have said it where Constantine is like trying to gather people and like let little things here and there to like build up to the characters where it's like, oh, there's fucking swamp thing oh there's Atana. there's a yeah Dead man that would have been cool remember like old school marvel like when the fucking 
the, the snow thing came and we saw, like, if you pause at the right time, you can see the shield, like, little things like that. That would have been cool. You know, what would have been perfect is if you remember the X-Men series in the 90s and they would place, like, fucking characters if you're a fan of the comic. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, fuck. Outside look. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, look, there's Forge. And they never said that's fucking Forge. It's just like, hey, there's fucking Forge there. <laughs> Or there's fucking Alpha Flight, and you're like, what the fuck? Alpha Flight's in this episode? That's I cool. agree. But yeah. And thank you, Carmen, for your, your opinion on a good movie. You're welcome. Or good TV shows. <laughs> I'm uh, sad. Hmm? Nothing. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm laughing at the, the tangent that we just took, and then Luis is like, thank you, Carmen. We're only on the That's first Exactly why I said you're the same. Um. Next next item on our agenda is uh, Rob Zombie is helmed a new project directing The Munsters. Do we have any thoughts on considering Rob Zombie's work and what he's known for? Do we have any I, thoughts on I want the you Munsters? to go first because you said you were excited and I want to know why you're excited. Did I say I was excited? Yes, you I did. did. I said we were excited, didn't I? I assumed for every, and everybody I said, and I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> I didn't hear that. Um, <laughs> the monsters, the monsters is 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 a very timely show, very good show. Uh, Rob Zombie, he hasn't really done anything that I have faith in, to be perfectly frank. But I, I'm curious. There's no way he's gonna make it a horror film and make it a horror weird film the type of movies he usually makes i would imagine that there's some form of like family element to it being the monsters but the he he can make creepy shit so if he was to make like there it be like a big family and then the neighbor comes over and it looks all creepy but in their world everything's normal but through an outsider like a civilian it looks crazy i don't know i don't know what angle that they're gonna do it in but it's coming it's the, the movie that I never knew I wanted. And now that it's coming out, I'm actually have a little bit of anticipation. Um, excited is the wrong word. It's just, uh, it's a known, it's a known. Cautiously name. optimistic. I suppose it's a known name. And it's like, I respect it. Monsters was such a great like thing. I really did oh, it. That oh, was probably oh, my oh. introduction to horror. Actually, like it was as a little kid, I remember watching it and then saying like, oh, wait, these are based off of real characters. And then in there led my fascination with uh, Universal Monsters of like Wolfman, you know, Frankenstein, Frankenstein, Frankenstein's monster, whatever. But you guys know what it is. Um, but Andres. <laughs> um, Rip it apart. Yeah, Rip I it apart. Cautiously optimistic. Because I did, I do love some of Rob Zombie stuff. Um, I, I do like House of a Thousand Corpses, and I did like The Devil's Rejects. I actually really love The Devil's Rejects. So, uh, I just don't see how he doesn't have. Okay, he has bits and pieces of comedic elements in some of those movies that played off well, but I don't know how he's going to do this, where it's generally a it's a comedy series. Like I, I guess it has its jokes here and there. So I don't know how he's going to portray that um but i am optimistic um it, it better not be serious and it better not be a horror because then it would be fucking stupid and what's the point um i love the monsters growing up uh so i would watch 
the show all the time. Um, so that's why I'm kind of concerned. And as long as I keep the general element of the show, I, I, so I'm just concerned. That's, that's basically where I'm at with it. Understandably so. Uh, anybody else fan of the monsters growing up? I imagine you. It's going to be hard to beat the hotness of that lily, of the lily we already had. It's um, all right. Nobody laughed at that, so I'll just keep running right over that. Um, it's gonna be hard because it's you gotta pick. Like I liked Adam's Family one, Raw Julia, Adam's Family one, but two was like, hey. So it's gonna be hard because it's kind of gonna. Be Wait, did that you say well. Adam's Family? Yeah. yeah, he's comparing it. I apologize. Please continue. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And then like they fucking put in MC Hammer and like it's it's. Which I know fucking he's not gonna do. He'll probably do the soundtrack. But it, is it gonna be Thousand Corpse funny? Meaning it wasn't funny, but like Dwight's no, not Dwight. Rain Wilson's character, like you know what I mean? Like, is it gonna be those kind of jokes, or is it gonna be? It's gonna be a fine line. Like, it's gonna make a lot of money. And I'm kind of the one of the ones that didn't mind his fucking Mike Myers, but I'm not a fucking. Uh, horror buff by any means mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. devil's rejects is one of my favorite movies <clears throat> even though i don't like horror but i felt that was so grounded that it wasn't yeah, i wouldn't say that's a horror movie that's more yeah. like a crime action movie i guess i don't know i wouldn't consider that horror fun fact weirdness i could take that end scene but i can't take the the death proof scene the uh with the legs yeah the heart, yeah I, <laughs> when she has her leg out the window and they get in the crash. That's oh yeah, worst. yeah, I'm all set. But yeah, it's just I don't know why there's a fine line with it, but I just hope they do it justice and hope they. It's not one of those things where Rob Zombie's like, "Oh, you didn't like it," and then fucking someone in the studio takes it and they just make it Adam's Family esque. Yeah. Um, Carmen, did you ever watch the Monsters? Um, I did. Um. Um, I don't think I shared such concern like Andres uh, shared, but I think that um, I needed to be somewhat of a comedy so for the for so that it works for me at least. Um, but I'm not too concerned about it. I mean, I did like some of uh, the stuff that Rob Zombie has done, so i mean i'm 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 not gonna say i'm excited for it and i'm looking forward to it but i mean i'll watch it the font the font they use kind of lends to itself to it being like it's not going to be it's like like not the metallica fonts you know what i mean like it's not going to yeah. be yeah but you got to remember this is just announced so it's in pre-production so that could definitely uh, change down the road okay all that means so far is like they just they probably just signed Rob Zombie. Yeah, it's just like okay, he's doing the, he's directing the monsters and like the end, like that's it, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean I'm in the same boat that Andres is in. I'm I'm concerned, you know, uh because the first Halloween that Rob Zombie did, I I thought it was great, you know. I thought it was great. Uh. I did. I thought it was great. Uh. Um <laughs> <laughs> um the Devil's Rejects was great too. I, I dug that one as well. Um, House of a Thousand Corpses, okay, but I mean, that was it, just hokey enough for me to be okay with. Like you could tell that was plastic. But what? Okay, corpse, wasn't yeah. that his first movie, House of a Thousand Corpses? Yeah. yeah. Wait. Yeah. That's the gore I could take. Is the point you know? So, yeah. I mean, 
Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm cautiously optimistic. I I hope that I, I think what I'm more concerned is the cast. That's what I'm concerned about. Is who's who they're gonna cast as Herman, who they're gonna cast as Lily, who they're gonna Monica cast as Bellucci Grandpa. as fucking Lily. You know. No. No. Yes, please. Anything. Monica so, Bellucci as anything. As anything. <laughs> so I, I think that's where that's where I'm concerned is is there is the casting. Um, maybe at that point when they start casting certain people, maybe I'll get a little bit more excited and stuff like that. But at this point in time, um, cautiously optimistic. All right. So that's uh, three for cautiously optimistic. One don't really holds any reserves. And then Ash was talking about Adam's family. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> we have a uh, first look at the Sandman Netflix series that's coming out. Um, Esteban, you, you checked out the 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 sneak peek into it, right? Uh, what did you I, think about it, man? I did. Uh, so on Netflix ended up putting out a kind of like a, a Neil Gaiman was actually invited to the studio to kind of check out uh, the sets and the production and the um, concept art. Uh, so Nerdist was also there. And well, not Nerdist, but... Um, you know they they were uh i i saw the article off the nerdist and that's where i'm that's where i'm picking it up from uh nerdist kind of you know put it all together in like a nice digestible you know uh five minute video i love where they're going with this for with the sandman uh the the audiobook that i that i heard for for neil game and sandman was fucking magnificent um i'm excited to see this one the way that i and this is this is it's very rare to see. Obviously, when you're reading a book, you're listening to an audiobook, you you picture the scenery in your head, the way that they're explaining it, the way that the way that the author's explaining it, the narrator's explaining it, you picture it in your head. I swear the way that I saw I pictured it, I at the concept art. You know, the the just the way that the concept art was was coming out and uh, the way that they drew up the concept art. Um uh dreams holding cell that he's been held in there you know for x amount of years it, it's it's fucking it's awesome i'm excited um i see now how they picked certain characters and how they will play into the sandman uh i think um gwendolyn christie is going to be an epic Luf lucifer um i'm excited to see the banter between kane and abel um I'm just I, overall. I, I'm excited for this for this uh, Sandman. It's been years that we were supposed to get that we were supposed to get one. Joseph Gordon-Levitt was tied to it at one point, you yeah. know, and and it, it, that fell through. I'm just excited overall because ever since I finished that book, um, that graphic novel, it I, I want it and I want more. And it's it's my new it's my new drug, you know. Aside from Marvel. You know, and the MCU yeah. and Loki and Falcon and the Winter Soldier and stuff like that. That's my new, like, I want more. Give me more, you know. So so I'm excited about it. Um, again, if you guys have not read the book, read the book. The audio book is fantastic. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm, I'm excited for it. Very, very excited for it. Thank you, sir. Um, on Neil Gaiman style news, uh, Lucifer just got its uh, series finale. And when you were talking about the shows that you like, Carmen, and how mm -hmm. one that d never did wrong, 
Lucifer was such a fucking favorite of mine, except for this last season. They cut it up into two pieces over the last uh, year. They did half the season, and then they released the second half of the season. And it... How is the second part? Did you... Were you up to date all the way? I was up to date until this last release of the second Uh, part. It feels like the first three episodes didn't have to happen. Mm-hmm. And it really is just the last two episodes that of is of context. But because what I like, what I refer to as filler in the anime world, where they'll just be like, oh, we're waiting until the next issue of the Japanese comic comes out for us to know where the story is supposed to go. So we're going to give you this nonsense story for two, three episodes. Um, and it did that. But because it knows that it's the series finale, it's like, here's an episode about... Uh, Detective Dan. Here's an episode about uh, Amenadiel. Here's an episode about... like So it's these things that didn't feel like they needed to happen. And then once it gets to the finale, it like it very Games of Thrones-ish. It just rushes to the end. But it's like, like, why didn't you just do that? Like, why didn't you just make it a slow burn instead of, okay, here's all the crazy shit happening now. And then it happens, but you... It, the ending happens so abruptly, it doesn't let it sink in, in my opinion. And so when it was over, I'm just staring at a blank screen when me and my girlfriend were watching it. Like, we're staring at the blank screen. We look at each other like, is that it? Like, I guess so. And then we had to really talk it, talk ourselves through it. Like, <laughs> to be like, okay, it does make sense because of this. But it was like, it's like build, 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 stop. And it was like such a tease. But you got everything you wanted. It gives you an ending, but it's still something. Something's not there. But anyway, okay. Lucifer, amazing show. Um, sidebar, Esteban, mm. you had a homework assignment. Can you please reveal I what that did. homework assignment was and discuss, please? I told you I wouldn't take off my shirt on camera, but I mean. <laughs> I was going to say start with the watch and then move up to the hat and then go down. Hell yeah. Oh, I Sounds like the two have had that experience before. I go for gold. Uh, So my homework assignment was, in my opinion, uh, what is the best action film of all time? Then defend your answer. Uh, your example, uh, your answer example, define the most uh, influential, etc. Be prepared to present, which is today. So I feel that my, in my opinion, the best action film of all time is... Bruce Lee's Enter the Dragon. And the reason why I feel that, in my opinion, it is the best action film is because without Enter the Dragon, I feel we would not have the move, the action movies that we have today. For example, The Matrix, with the fighting style, with the choreography, with all that stuff. So The Born Identity wouldn't exist. Anything in that genre... I feel that if um, Enter the Dragon never happened, we would not have this. And Enter the Dragon is such a, I feel it's a, it's such a beautiful film to see Bruce Lee. And it is one of the very few Bruce Lee movies where Bruce Lee actually spoke. It, it, it's, it's him actually speaking and, and all the, and some of his all, all other movies, he was dubbed. Uh, it was a separate. It was a separate actor. They dubbed his voice in it. But Enter the Dragon is one of the few where it was the dialogue is all him. To see him as 
a fucking kid that scene with the nunchucks the nunchuck scene in the cave fucking blew my mind secondly the man fights chuck norris in the movie you know it's it's just it's just one of those things where it's where it's it it's awesome what do you mean no what do you mean no game of death huh it's not enter the dragon he doesn't fight chuck norris and enter the dragon you're sure about that yes it's game of death uh yeah let me look it up it's game of something i think it's game of death that was like and the big build, and he's the end guy. The end guy, and 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 when um, they're in Rome, when yeah. they're in Rome battling at the Colosseum, right? So, but you're you're but the Enter the Dragon is the guy with the fucking the mirrors and the fucking Wolverine mm-hmm. claws. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, uh, Chuck Norris is Game of Death, but you're but I'm on board so far. Okay. Minor correction. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I apologize. No, it's all good. It's all good. It's all good. I mean, uh, that would have been a comment. So. No, I know. That's fine. It's 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 been corrected. I I've, I've got my fact checker checking it out right now. <laughs> hey, if I had said the same thing, you guys fucking shat all over it. I'm, no, I'll, I I honestly you. wouldn't have. I would not have. <laughs> but you know, whatever. It's all good. Um, but that's how I feel. I I mean, if early Chuck Norris was in uh, Enter the Dragon, Ch- uh, he was uh, he was in Rome to film Way of the Dragon in 1972. Way of the Bruce. Dragon, and then. Uh, when Bruce right. said that he was going to be there, he's like, "I'll put you in the film." After that, I ended up acting in two more Bruce Lee films. This is a direct um, interview with uh, Chuck Norris, but he's not fighting uh, him in it, right? I Enter the Dragon and Game of Death, nineteen seventy-three. Enter the Dragon, but he's and not Game fighting. Of Death, nineteen seventy-eight. He doesn't. Oh, is that the one he gets kicked and he's all okay? Wait, Game of uh, Death is where he changed styles. Where uh, they're battling at the Cal- Coliseum and Chuck Norris is kicking his ass, and then he changes from his uh, his kung fu, and then he does he changes styles to his Jeet Kune Do, and that's how he beats uh, uh, um, Chuck Norris at the end because he changed his style to no style. But if Evans right in that Chuck Norris is in, I'm sorry when you said fight, I, it made me think of Game of Death. Sorry, Esteban, I apologize. No, I'm pretty sure I said fight. It's all good. I'm pretty sure I said fight. Um, but it, it's I, that's how I feel. I think Enter the Dragon is probably the greatest uh, action film of all time. Uh, like I said, without them, we would have no Born Identity. We would not have The Matrix. Um, we would not have any of those hand-to-hand combat movies where the the camera or the fight is the main uh, primary uh, focus of the film. Um so that's how I feel. I mean, it's it's Enter the Dragon, and Bruce Lee is one of my favorite actors. You know, uh, growing up as a kid, Bruce Lee is the one that actually got me into martial not not get me into martial arts, but to notice martial arts a little bit more. Um, so it's gotten me into he, that. Got me into a lot of other things, MMA, wrestling, things like that. Oh yeah. So Enter the Dragon. Don't at me. <laughs> do, do you What's... get weird when like it's a cop and this guy has like fucking all kinds of fucking Royce Gracie fucking all kinds of moves and he's taking him out with like cop moves have you ever seen that kind of thing do you do you ever go like mm. like cop procedure moves he's taking out fucking uh fuck Jet Li with like it's like Jet Li versus fucking uh what is his name 
Mel Gibson and you're like, mm-hmm. uh. um, <laughs> not really, not really. And the only reason why is because um, I know for a fact that total side topic is for train police training and stuff like that. They trained, you know, some of the, some of them, you know, trained in, Okay. and stuff like that so yeah. that's why that's why it's i'm not too far that's why to me okay. seeing that well, is not that, too far-fetched that is a they, good question yeah. they train they train heavy in judo yeah right uh and because, that's the where they flip body and yeah. Yeah. use your weight against um, you and shit so 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 that's why like seeing that on like to see a a la to your point jet lee versus mel gibson it's not too far-fetched for me because i i know i i i grew up with that yeah. You know what I mean? So, so that's what it is. Um, I can see, but, yeah. yeah, that's neither here nor there. But um, no, it's a good question. I mean, not a good question. It's a good answer. Good no, it's a, it's outside a good looking in, you, you, I would never have thought that for sure, for sure. So, so it's like Lethal Weapon Four, Jet Li versus fucking, you know, Riggs and Murtaugh, and you're you're seeing them, you're seeing, you know, them actually putting up a fight against Jet Li when he's this renowned, you know, assassin or whatever. It's not too far fetched because I've I've seen it, I've seen the training, uh, I've gone through some of the training, so I know a certain thing. So it's it's not far fetched. So, so yeah. And what's what's so interesting? You don't realize with a movie as impactful as Enter the Dragon that an argument can be made that that's what brought uh, that's what brought martial arts over to the West. You know, uh, and just uh, like as you were saying it, that makes perfect fucking sense. Like, mm-hmm. without that, like we wouldn't have a fucking ten minute uh, Matrix Neo versus Smiths mm-hmm. scene. Like that wouldn't have happened because it would have just been like, oh, let's go with more story, let's go with more guns, let's go with you know these westerns that we're used to and that, mm-hmm. that were happening. But like to then transition into being these action films, it's oh mm-hmm. god, that's so fucking cool. Very big, very good pick, sir. Thank you, sir. Nor would we have the patience for like the protector during that fucking that one shot scene. Oh yeah, pretty, no, yeah. absolutely. And I think and I think because of Enter the Dragon and the hand to hand combat and the 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 premise and the focus on that, we get Daredevil. You know, the hallway yeah. fight scene that the we always oh, oh my god, we get that. <laughs> we get we we get stuff like that. You know yeah. what I mean? We get. You know, in certain aspects, it's like even in the Punisher in in season two of the Punisher, where he's fighting the 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 two girls in the in the bathroom. You know, granted, he he's a brawler. Uh, Frank Castle's a fucking brawler. Marine yeah. Corps obviously knows you know uh, ground game and ground fighting tactics and stuff like that, but he's a fucking brawler. So to see that and to see that fighting back and forth and stuff like that in the bathroom, you know, it, it's without that, we without Enter the Dragon, we don't have that. You know what yeah. I mean? That's how I feel. We don't have that, you know, where the camera is focused on the hand to hand and the 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 panning and the zooming around. It becomes a dance. It's exactly, uh, it's exactly. Chore- the the beautifully choreographed. Yeah. The choreography. Uh, another one that comes to mind is um, uh, Mission Impossible: Rogue Nation um, uh, or Fallout, where Henry, the one with Henry Cavill in it, the bathroom fight scene. When he, when he reloads when his he, arms. Where he fucking cocks his arms like a fucking yeah. shotgun. It's like, come on, bro, Dude, that like, was pretty really? badass, though. <laughs> but when you think about it, you're just like, really? No, you're fucking reloading no, your pretty badass. Like, if I was about to fight him, I'd be like, oh, shit, I don't want any trouble, dude. Like, yeah. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> dude, it was so sick. Yeah, no, it was ridiculous, but it was so sick. And just seeing yeah, but it, that it's long stuff fight. Like that. Yeah. yeah, it's stuff like that. I mean, without we don't get that. We don't get certain things. Hell yeah. 
So very good answer. The dragon. I appreciate that. Uh, I anybody appreciate you? <laughs> anybody have any comments on uh, Esteban's choice of Enter the Dragon before we move on? Great film. Going once, twice, Polo, and... Polo's in it, and uh, a guy that uh, ends up being in Rapid Fire, the same guy fought Bruce Lee, also fought Brandon Lee. Awesome. Really? That's pretty badass. That's awesome. From Enter the Dragon and Rapid Fire. And it's like a fucking dope-ass scene, because like Brandon barely fucking wins. It's fucking dope. I gotta see that. I gotta see that. <laughs> right I'm sure on, it's dude. on YouTube. Yeah, it is. Alrighty, and so we are shifting gears over to uh, Super Pets has been announced, DC project, and it is starring The Rock as Crypto, and Kevin Hart Crypto is, says. is Ace, which hey. is Ace, which is uh, Batman's <laughs> Batman's Great Dane. Whatever. Um, so wait, wait, he's Ace and Black Adam? No, no, no he, crypto. he's Crypto. It's an it's an animated film, uh, and it looks like they're having fun with it. John Krasinski's yes. in it. Um, yes, it has a very fascinating cast. Like it's a very well known cast. Comes out twenty twenty two, so it looks like it's not taking itself seriously. Very much like uh, Teen Titans Go to the Movies, which was a very fun film. <laughs> if, if anyone has seen it, or if anyone is interested to watch it, I would recommend it. It was very ridiculous slash. Funny. It pokes fun at the DC universe and how they're trying to be as good as like Marvel, which is I find very amusing and how they're making movies out of every type of series. Like they don't take themselves too seriously, which is always refreshing to see in a property. Um, but uh, Super Pets, I can't really say that there's anything uh, else. You know, we don't really know anything about it. Does anybody have any comments on that before we move it along? It always felt weird. It always felt like, uh, you know, fucking Batman has a dog, fucking Superman has a dog, and they're all in costume. It, that was like very cheeky, just more like oh, hundred percent to the kids. Yeah. yeah. Well, it, the crypto it, felt cheesier because uh, Ace because he has the powers of Superman, right? Like, yeah. He's also <laughs> yeah. yeah, he can you, fucking fly. And shit. <laughs> you guys also forget that that fucking cartoon, that, the comics have been around for how long? So yeah, obviously, it's absolutely. not. Gonna yeah, fucking modern and cool. It's like, yeah, this has been around since fucking before the fifties. Relax. Yeah, it's cute. They're gonna do all, of all kinds of bullshit to to get to stories. Me, up. I um, I appreciate it because instead of introducing your kid to like Baby Shark, maybe you can introduce them to Crypto, and then that leads to the next generation of nerd. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Instead of showing him fucking Dark Knight, you can show him Crypto, and then. Blah, 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 blah. And yes, um, what I love about Crypto, it was just very opened up. It was like a comic book arc, but it was opened up to a younger audience, which yeah. was, you know, just like what you're saying. Uh, Ace is the same sort of thing. It was, uh, he came out in 1955. Uh but then he kind of went away. Like it was like, ah, we're kind of ashamed of him. Even though Crypto, I want to say in the 90s, around the time that uh, the Superman animated series, there was like a little spinoff of Crypto. And so that was still front and center. And so they kept bringing that up. But Ace didn't make his comeback until uh, Batman Beyond. So when Bruce is all old and can't take care of himself, he gets this big fucking Great Dane named Ace. 
and he takes he like watches the manor and i think it's adorable so i have and that's probably and that race. has to be fucking a wink nod to joker naming your dog ace i could see that yeah ace no other reason to be fucking it's fair gotham fucking dark gotham nuts like you know what i mean like I'm gonna call my dog Dark Gotham Nuts. (laughs) He's just standing proud with his purgatory. Your name is Purgatory. He wouldn't name it. Ace was like, ah, like right before Joker died, he pulled an Ace and it wasn't the Joker. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it'd be a wink nod. Oh my god, that's funny. Dark Dark Gotham Gotham balls (laughs) or nuts. (laughs) Oh Jesus. Um, Are you gonna get him fixed? No. No. Um, you don't cut those sure. Gotham nuts. Never <laughs> you, don't, you, don't got you, don't, you don't cut the nuts off of Gotham. Uh, <laughs> Gotham cuts the nuts off of you. Yeah. <laughs> he tries to cut them and it's like breaks the scissors. Gotham nuts. <laughs> uh, moving on along to another uh, more DC news. Uh, the new uh, title to the Aquaman film has been revealed. Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. What are our thoughts on this, guys? I mean, it doesn't really say much about it. It's just fucking title. It's like it's, to me, it's like whatever. Because when I read that, the first thing I thought of was Black Panther, and the reason why is because we're getting Namor or possibly getting Namor. Mm. You know, so I'm just kind of like meh about it. I mean, I'm the only thing that I can think of is that you know because DC canceled the Trench movie that they're the the spinoff the Trench. Is that James Wan is just like fuck it, then I'll do it myself, and you know we'll we'll deep dive a little bit more into the trench, you know. Uh, um, deep dive, Aquaman. Yeah, exactly. Water. <laughs> that that <laughs> he tried so hard for that one. Uh, <laughs> Pun intended, folks. Pun intended. We're professionals. Continue. We are, um, but that's the only thing I can think of. I mean, Lost Kingdom. I mean, that's that's the only thing I can think of is the trench. Is that? I mean, so I was. Um... Sidebar, James Wan. Did anybody see the new Conjuring film? I did not. I wanted to this weekend. I did not. But it got shit on really badly by reviews. Um, did it I didn't really? think it was. I didn't think it was that bad. It, wow. I mean, it was. It was my least favorite of the three Conjurings. It's still better than the Nun. But uh, <laughs> we saw the Nun. That shit yeah, we did. <laughs> Dude, what's sad is that we both took time. At, like, we both showed up in work clothes. To go to this movie that neither of our ladies wanted to go see. Yeah. We saw it and we're like, I remember getting out of the movie theater and we're both in denial that it was not good. We're like, uh, uh, this yeah, one was good. Yeah, like, <laughs> where, where we walked out, we're like, it was good, right? It was good. It was good. It was good. I think yeah, it was good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One part, yeah. You know? And then uh, something else happened, I'm sure. Um, Andres, did you see Conjuring 3? I didn't have a chance to see it this past weekend. I was planning on to see it this weekend, so let's see what happens. I, I strongly recommend everybody in here to watch it still. I don't, I, I don't take uh, reviews of like horror movies that well because it's usually horror movies that I end up liking have bad or poorly reviewed, so I really the reviews don't mean anything to me. But yes, I agree with you both on the none. <laughs> I, I feel the, I feel go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was gonna I was gonna move it back to Conjuring, but uh, go ahead and talk about. No, no. What I was gonna say, as far as uh, to to horror movies and reviews, you know, the critics when they do the horror movies and the reviews, I, I think I think they're very biased by it. You know what I mean? When it comes down to the reviews, I think like what they're trying to do is they're trying to get a 
beginning, middle, and an end. You know what I mean? To the, they have a formula that you know every other movie follows, except horror movies. I mean, granted, horror movies have the beginning, middle, end, but they're they're looking for depth. They're looking for this. They're looking for that. To the horror fans like us here, it's like it's not typically you know the depth but it's the little nods to certain things and you know the hints to this or that's what they meant or you know something along those lines um so i kind of feel and i'm right there with andres it's like whenever uh, they get the horror movies get shit on by by movies really don't pay attention to it I, it's like you know what i'll watch it myself and then i'll be the judge of it minus the none but i'll kind of watch it and kind of you know go based off of that and and make the decision myself um, I can't help but pay attention. Like when mm. a horror film gets a good review, oh my god! Like I'm already <laughs> like, what? Minute. Yeah, like it's a good script and it's scary. Holy shit! I'm in. Like I, I can't mm. wait. Um, but yeah, no, you're right. Horror films are same. It's kind of like comedies. They're mm. on a very specific lens that when they get a bad review, sometimes I can enjoy it. Like uh, uh, what was it? Uh, Kung Pao got rated horribly i fucking love that movie but it, it, but you have to be in a particular mood to watch it i get that right you right. can't just be like this is the greatest film for everyone because it's right. not like but it's just like hey you want to take an edible let's watch kung pao like uh or do you want to just be dumb if you're just drinking with friends whatever like it, it, it's a good film or same with it's kung fu hustle silly goose time exactly it's just it's just a silly time and and horror films can be that way too um Ash and, I, Ash and I feel the same thing about Bill and Ted face the music. So <laughs> if you guys heard, ever watch I've, it, I've heard the story. Be I think high as fuck when you anytime guys watch I movie. see it when I'm on uh, HBO Max, I just think of you guys. And I'm just like, I don't know what happened. But one day we'll get the full story. One day we'll get the full story because you guys just bait. keep talking in code. You're like, oh, remember this one time? But I think that the funny part is, it's like if we legit pull up the scene that Ash and I were just fucking dying over and put it up and show it to you guys, you guys are going to look at each other like, they fucking thought this was hilarious? No, we made it funny in that there's a uh, sidebar. The thing I want to do too is uh, kind of like a best of the worst. We should watch bad movies and fucking discuss it. I'm done with that. It, but sidebar, I understand. But uh, something like that is the only way you'll get when that show happens. Like, you're going to be like, bro, that was the only funny thing. And then you just go off and that was the only funny thing. And then it's all, oh, shit, the credits. And we're done. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. That's how <laughs> um, But uh, uh, <laughs> with your wife being annoyed about the scene that happened 25 minutes ago. Because <laughs> that was the only funny scene. Damn it. Um, <laughs> conjuring, conjuring three, good first fifteen minutes was excellent, and I was like, these reviews don't know what they're talking about, and then it started to turn, and I'm like, I get it now. Um, I understand. I still enjoyed it, but I did notice I, I kept picking up my phone, and I was like, doing editing for the podcast and stuff while it was playing in the background, so that's not a good sign, you know. To it was like captivating me. Um, this wasn't on the agenda, but it, it was something that popped on my radar. Andres, did you see a trailer to The Boy on the Other Side of the Wall? I have not. I have not even heard of this. It's a Shutter production. Oh. Dude, I'm going to fucking sign up for the Shutter thing. I love Shutter. have to also. It's, it looks creepy as fuck. It's like this little boy that is in this room. I think he's kidnapped based on the trailer. The trailer is very, like, uh, very, like, 
reserved on the premise of it, but there is a boy on the other side of the wall and he's like, quick, he's coming, hide. And then he's like, I'll get you out of there. And then he hides. And then, but it's a very Mike Myers-esque person where like he thinks he's hidden, but then he like looks to the left and the guy's just like standing in the hallway, just like staring at, like he's not chasing him, which makes it so much scarier. He's just fucking standing there and you can't see his face. You just see like the shadow kid runs and he's like, I'll be back for you. And it's like these two like 10 year old kids. Like one of them is trapped in this room. The other one is outside, but he doesn't want to leave the one alone, but it's uh, a shutter production, but then it's saying uh, available, available soon or something. So I don't know if Shutter's going mainstream and they're shooting this to theaters because it was a trailer I saw on IGN that looked pretty mm-hmm. legit. Interesting. Uh, or they're just uh, uh, pushing their marketing further to like, hey, come sign up for Shutter. But regardless, it looked fucking good. And uh, anyway, I was just curious because I know you're a you're a Shutter uh, subscriber. So, 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 just side topic, you know, question because we're on the topic of horror what's the one for everybody and this question goes to everybody what's the one where you're just like nope 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 can't do it pause nope pause that's a very good thing that you asked that question that was actually coming up next because that's bleeding right into you guessed it andres's homework assignment and then i would love for all of us to to weigh in on it but i did want to hear uh andres it's no secret to any listener of the podcast you're very intuitive and you're very uh you're very thought out with uh, and methodical with your responses. You have a precise, I, I noticed this from you when we were having a conversation about video games and you were talking about Goldeneye and how it was a staple of shooters. You have to have and, a Goldeneye party. Yeah. And how you, you just like, we wouldn't have Halo if we didn't have Goldeneye. We wouldn't have this. We wouldn't have this. We wouldn't have like, you're so just detailed. And it's like, you go in a place where my brain doesn't go. I just see things on the surface. And so I was very intrigued to see what you would identify as what is, in your personal opinion, uh, what is the best horror film of all time? And well, is it the, like, is it the most influential? What, what made it that? And to defend your answer. So the floor is yours, good sir. Uh, so whenever you guys ask me questions on what's my favorite anything, that is like the hardest thing in the world for me to do because I love stuff and I love multiples of stuff and depending what mood or what gear it is you catch me on, mm-hmm. it's going to be different. Uh, but in this one, I could narrow it down to two and it's going to be the exorcist and it's going to be the original halloween so uh the exorcist so i was sure i talked about this before uh i was raised catholic in the church i went to catholic school from first to 12th grade i was an altar boy and all that jazz so anything having to do with religion and the devil and uh possession um that's always pretty freaky um the acting in the movie is really good um there's also all the um there's a bunch of stuff that, uh, where the uh, actors that appeared in the movie died afterwards so there's the whole lore uh with that um the second one is okay but n- none of the the follow-up movies touched the original and that give gave us all the like horror based on like religion and exorcism and stuff so uh, those are always great. And then like slasher wise, it's going to have to be Halloween. Um, and I like the 
think what I like about Halloween the most is it has that supernatural killer where we don't know if he's human or not since he keeps uh, especially at the end of the movie where he gets up and walks away um, I love the Dr. Loomis character in it um, and it really kind of starts the whole like uh, the rules of like horror movies like if you watch Scream and you get to uh, they break down the rules like if you have sex you know you're going to fucking die only the virgin survives um, so all that shit and there's especially the kills where um, Laurie Strauss is friends when they're upstairs fucking and um, Jason kills a boyfriend in the fucking closet so I don't know there's just that movie's so iconic, um, and it like leads to other like. And that was a nod in Scream, like right after they bone down, he gets yep. he kill, Yeah, that was a nod in Scream. It's so, impressive yeah. because I'm not a horror person, and I do that. It is impressive, actually. Now you say. <laughs> I'm, I I would absolutely agree with your with your choices. That's very great choices, uh, and small tidbit. Uh, there is an homage to the original Exorcist in uh, Conjuring Three. I heard. Yeah. Oh, you heard about that? I, I, I it caught it, me yeah. by it caught me by surprise. So I won't say the what, why, where, when, why, whatever. Mm-hmm. But when you see it, you'll know it. And it's just it's a very like intentional nod to it. And it's like that's cute. I like that, especially when you when you give homage to your roots. You know. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I think, you know, as a director, as a director in or anyone in any medium, podcast, movie, TV show, whatever, if you can pay homage to your roots and where you came from, I think that's a fucking huge, like, yeah. not, not only is it, you know, huge to, you know, the, the people that came before you, but it's just like, it's it's one of those like this fucker knows what he's talking about. You know what I mean? Like yeah. he like they know. You know what well, I mean? You do your homework. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, uh, you you brought up the question earlier. I'll, I'll shift it over to you, sir. What uh uh, what what movie? What horror film? It doesn't necessarily have to be as in depth as Andres's, but what horror film do you, do you just like do that? It still shocks you in my core, or I love it because of X Y Z. Um. I, I want to touch on that, but I know Ash has a question, and I know, and I know if I don't, I, 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 he needs to get it off his chest. I can see, I can see it. Go on, dude. It actually has nothing to do with anything, but I did want uh, our host to know. Did, have you heard of Slipknot Number Nine Whiskey? No. Uh, it's back in stock, and I just want you to see that so that we can try that on the show. I had no Slip- idea that was a thing. Yeah. yeah. So I just wanted to say that out loud because I know Slipknot, you love it. So I do. All right. So we should try that. Like how Andres show. knew it too. I'm so out of the loop, guys. No, Metallica I just want to try it. The Metallica one is blackened. And yeah. It's really good. Yeah. I, I want to try that. So but I want to try um, it on the show that it, if it's a theme. But you're Bob hosting, so that's why own. I brought it up. Bob Dylan has his own whiskey. I, mm-hmm. See, that one I did not know, but I do want to try that. Yes. And then the front, the... Uh, Frank Sinatra one's like 130 bucks, so I'm down, and it'll be my a uh, my show thing. We, we're gonna class it up and do shots of it. Down right on. Uh, all right, back to USC. What uh, what, what film? What film? Horror film? Is it just like it's got you? The only one. The only one that that got. What's up? 
was trying to get Carmen's con- attention, but you keep going. Talk. Oh, okay. Pretend so, it's a show. Okay. Oh, my bad. Um, as far as horror movies go, like I'm, I'm in this. I'm right there with Andres. Born, born and raised Catholic. Went to school. Kinder to twelfth grade Catholic. So anything that deals with religious. Like I'm, I'm all for. It. I'm gonna watch it. I'm gonna sit down. I'm gonna watch it. I'm gonna be like, I, and I'm like this fucking like, and you know. So the Conjuring, I'm all for it. I don't fuck with it. I will say that I do not fuck with it. Um, but the one movie that doesn't, that doesn't, that like doesn't, like I will not do that. I've seen it once, and I have not seen it since. Is Fire in the Sky? Oh, oh fucking oh, watch that movie. You bastard! That's no. my question. I was going to ask after everybody was done, what's the one movie that gave everybody nightmares? And that was my answer. Fire in the Sky. I will not fucking do that movie. And I think, and I think I, I, the last time that my my anxiety kicked in during a movie was during Signs, watching the movie Signs. Mm -hmm. My anxiety, because it took me back to when I saw Fire in the Sky as a kid. Saw Fire in the Sky, the anxiety, like my, I legit, like I, I felt sweating i couldn't do it i couldn't do it that's part in signs is when they're watching the news and they're seeing mm-hmm. the clip yes. when you first see the aliens yeah. in mexico and you see them yes. walking on the camera and they just turn <laughs> yeah I'm, chills. Uh, so funny thing i saw signs in theaters when i was i think i saw it <laughs> i saw it with my dad because my dad wanted to go see it so so we went to go see it nobody else wanted to go see it i think my dad and i went to go see it um probably the loudest that i've ever fucking cursed in public <laughs> when that scene happened and it was a really it was a relatively like quiet theater there was it wasn't packed or anything like that because you know we went to go see it you know fairly early it was like the the matinee special he and i went to go see it great fucking movie fucking love that movie that that's i'll watch that one again you know signs but fire in the sky fuck fire in the sky um the scene where Joaquin Phoenix is in the closet watching the TV and you see the alien walk by, I legit swear, I, I hand to God, I said, fuck this movie, I'm out. Like legit, like I stood up and I said, fuck this movie, I'm out. Mm-mm, I'm done. So fire in the sky, fuck fire in the sky. Never <laughs> watching that movie again, ever. Fucking never watching that movie again. I watched that movie in the theaters when I was a boy when it first came out. And that's the only movie to have, or a horror movie to ever have given me nightmares. Mm-hmm. So is it it's probably, the needle scene? The needle? It's the whole space part. Oh. Yeah, the whole thing, he's in the alien spaceship. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. <laughs> fuck that movie, dude. What about uh? What about you, Carmen? Uh, you you fuck with horror movies a bit, right? Yeah. <laughs> what is going? <laughs> Hey, you fuck with needles. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, the way you ask is so No, bro, weird. no, no. The needle scene, the 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 space the space scene in fucking Fire in the Sky, I'm not kidding. It looked like a fucking 12-inch needle. Yes. Fucking, and into the yes. eye. Yes. I'm not sleeping tonight. Fuck you all. I'm not sleeping tonight. I'm going to text somebody later on. The reason I raised my hand was because of what you guys were talking about. And I had, and Carmen, we'll, we'll go back to you. I, I will remember that. The part where there's that, uh, you know how you go to, and if, I apologize, a specific restaurant, and there's like a like a like a rice wrap, and you fucking put the meat in there, and then you you can still see the meat in it. When you see the fucking 
what he's wrapped in, and you could still see that. That was like a the, the light, the light yeah, yeah. That's how I got like all fucking. Oh, oh, and I had a black box. Um, for you older people, it was a cable box that gets every channel, every whatever, and you can get. He, the he's admitting to stealing cable, everybody. That's what he's doing. That was back in the day. You can arrest me. Um, but back then it was called a black box. Uh, and I couldn't handle everything. I saw fucking Science of the Lambs. I saw this, I saw that, blah, blah, blah. And it was all like, hey, TV. And then it was like, oh, fire in the sky. That could be cool. And then he was out in the woods. And then that part happened. And then I was all, oh, oh, no. <laughs> I could never, I could, nope. I could, nope. So, and that was back in the day on HBO would be like, it's on at two o'clock, then it's fucking blah, 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 blah. It's on at five o'clock. So <laughs> there were times in the black box where I would see it at two o'clock and be like, oh, okay. I forgot about it because you're watching Tiny Toons. And then like at five o'clock, you're, you're refucked. You're refucked into that part. And that is that a word? Refucked? You're refucked. He's fucked again. Yeah. Like you're like, remember how you forgot about that part? Uh, refucked. It's, it's, that's how you, you never want to be refucked. Carmen, back to you. Can we put that on a shirt? You never want to be refucked. <laughs> <laughs> you never want to be refucked. You get refucked. Um, Unless they're doing it right. Hey, oh, that's how we, that's how we get ratings. Carmen. Oh, sir, you flirt. Um, I think the movie that did give me the creeps would be The Exorcist and that's just because I watched it when I was really young and like everybody else has mentioned I was brought up extremely Catholic like extremely to the point where it was a little bit obsessive um so I've always had like a thing with religion and um exorcisms and things that are out of the ordinary that have to do with either like black magic or like spells or whatever um so that movie really did do it for me I have been I have seen fire in the sky and I because I think I saw it much later it didn't do as much of an impact it it, it impacted me but it not as much as the exorcist did when I was a kid and I watched it I think I was maybe like eight years old when I watched the exorcist because my older cousins were playing it so it was it was it was a lot for me so that would be the movie, yeah. I'm sensing a very similar theme with all of us. Uh, I was also raised very uh, obsessive Catholic, uh, uh, obsessive to the point where we would pray the rosary every day. So uh, it was one of those. And my mom is Salvadorian, and so they're very spiritual slash Wiccan. Uh, so my grandmother, she was really big in tarot cards, and she so there was. Can we say some? Can we say some? Just so it's not so generic and like all. Oh, well, okay. Uh, Salvadorian people are known for being uh, very spiritual in that sense. And so my grandmother was one of them. And uh, so as a direct result, my mom was a very big believer of black magic because uh, from where she grew up in her culture. And so Exorcist uh, was another one there, uh, to follow along with everybody else. Um, but I, I want to say the movie that shook me, and it, which was weird, was because it was as an adult. Um, 
it might also be with like everything that surrounded it but i went to go see hereditary when i was like by myself mm. and Is that the that, one with the little kid and the head gets taken off yep yep not that, down absolutely not down that movie and because i saw it so i had just i had just gotten the amc stubs pass thing and i was gonna i had the day off the next day and i didn't have a significant other yeah. at the time and my sister had to work so i was gonna just go home and i was like you know what fuck that i'm gonna treat myself to a movie and i was like oh i heard this movie was gonna be good so i see it i get out of the and i decided like you know what i'm gonna park my car and i'm gonna walk to the movie theater because it was in relatively walking distance so i get out of the movie i would say maybe midnight <laughs> one in the morning and so i've got a 10 minute walk through yeah, a residential area and i pass a park and I don't know if you know anything about parks uh, or like schools. They seem, it feels very creepy at night. And so, because I just saw this movie Hereditary and it, it genuinely fucked with me. And then I was like, I've got a long walk. Well, a long walk, a 10 minute walk home. Like I had my earbuds to listen to music. I'm like, I didn't connect it. Like I was walking in silence because I wanted to be aware of my surroundings. Like, <laughs> and it wasn't until I got home that I realized that I allowed a movie to fuck with me that heavily to where I'm like, I'm not even going to listen to music. Like I just need to really be alone with my thoughts right now. Um, and even now, like I have such respect for that film for being able to do that to me um, as an adult. So uh, but that's my choice. Have you ever walked out on a movie? Uh, not for being too scary or anything. Yeah. No. What's I've one movie... Esteban, I saw you raise your hand. I'm not taking over for you, Luis. I'm sorry, but you did raise your hand. No, the 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 reason why I I kind of was because yeah. whenever whenever I see a movie and like as soon as the movie's over, like my mind starts to wander. Like it goes back to the movie. Okay, to yeah. try to comprehend not comprehend the movie, but just kind of like you know like a what if scenario type thing. The funny thing is, is that the only thing that calms my anxiety is the predator theme song i don't know why but it does so i i was the predator theme song you know that like at the at the very at the in the beginning the the beginning of the movie you know so the night they play that in all the movies i'm cutting your story off no 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 i think it was only in the first one i think it was only the first one sorry go ahead um so the night that Luis and i we went to go see the nun granted it was a shitty movie but the elements, the Catholic elements and stuff like that, like it still fucked with me a little bit, but not to the point where I'm just kind of like, you know, I'm not, you know, I'm not going to fucking walk to my car, you know, like I'll be fine. You know, I'll stay here until the sun rises. It's not, it's not that, but it's the whole mere fact that, you know, thinking, you know, and trying to like put together certain things that I've seen growing up and then, you know, tying that in with the nun and shit like that, that the only thing that calmed me down was the th- the predator theme song the the you know the helicopter or whatever at the very very end or the be- in the beginning uh was that i don't know why but that that song is very soothing to me to kind of to listen to and to just kind of like put my mind at ease so if there's ever something that creeps the fuck out of me and I'm just like, you know what? Nope. Nope. Like I need a minute to myself. Like I will listen to that song or I will hum that song to kind of calm my anxiety down. It's Take the it. best. So the what best. calms you down is the theme song of a fucking creature that hunts down. Fuck yeah, dude. Beings for Cause it's not real. 
<laughs> well, I'm thinking about that. And the three dots happen. And... Yeah, you know, it's not real. But yet, somehow in my fucking crazy brain, all the shit that I saw in The Nun, that shit's real. You know what I mean? I get that. So, Especially because it's uh, uh, flirting with religious themes that makes it right. Uh, but yeah, it's like it's that. like. But when it comes down to stuff like that, I'm like this. Like I'm watching. Like you that's know, fucking crazy. Yeah. Right. You know, like I'll watch it. You know. I saw um, Blair Witch after they all came out on MTV. Like it's fake. I saw Blair yeah. Witch after that, and, and during the out? fucking part where they fuck the little kids start to hit yeah. the tent, and I was like, oh, this no, no. <laughs> like I, I tapped out i still watched the whole fucking movie i didn't tap out like that i was more like press pause on this bitch because i need to fucking get another <laughs> shot like that's how far it was like okay and then cool 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 and then the josh part like again yeah. after watching mtv like we're all alive and it still affected me and that fucking creepy lady it was like a woman like mm-mm. A woman. a woman. A woman. Relax, Mark Wahlberg. No, that's how she it's says It's a transformer. Watch it. Yeah. Transform. Watch it. That's how she says it. Uh, uh, well, this is a, a beautiful segment uh, to talk about yours. Uh, uh, Ash, what was your homework assignment and what is your answer? Hmm. Transformer. I if I didn't go on a tangent on everyone else, um, I do feel like I'm, I sound far away. Nope, nothing. I'm plugged in. That's why it's all weird. Sorry. You sound fine. Uh, going. All kinds of attitude. Such a flirt. Uh, uh, my favorite shit is like, like a, okay, my homework was, what is my favorite comedy movie? And that's really fucking hard. Um, comedy movie. Uh, as slapstick as I love. Uh, Three Stooges, that kind of stuff. Like, I do love stuff that's based in reality, and that's what makes me laugh more. Um, Tommy Boy. Um, but you said favorite. My favorite comedy movie is The Burbs. Um, in that it's a guy that doesn't want to accept that his neighbors are eccentric. And that they're just normal, they're blah, 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 but a bunch of things are happening. Fighting his other neighbors to say, like, these guys are Satanists. And, like, spoiler alert, it's like a split the difference type of situation. But he's thinking, oh, they're digging dirt in the middle of the night for worms to fish. And these guys are like, no, they're burying bodies. Again, it's a split the difference situation. But it's Tom Hanks. If you notice in skits, if if you ham it up, then I got to play the straight guy. If I ham it up, then you got to play. There's always like, there's a, a formula to how things can work. Uh, this is like the hardest fucking situation. Okay, I, then I feel like I just answered it. If you guys want the long ass answer, then I will. I see, I see that's, that sounds pretty solid. Do you, do you have one that was like a close second? Uh, I said uh, you mentioned Tommy Boy, phenomenal movie, uh, and so is there. Tommy a... Boy is is based in reality too, in that he wants to take over. It's an idiot trying to take over his family's. You know what I mean? Um, 
anything that fucking Vince Vaughn does, it doesn't. Vince Vaughn is like the same as Chris Farley in that it's other people having to deal with that eccentric character. It's not the same, like, it's not the same in physical comedy. It's not the same in blah, blah, blah. But it's an eccentric character, and everybody has to deal with that character. Yeah. That's how I mean in that state. Like, fucking Vince Vaughn, you could put him in anything, and he will come up with stuff you never wrote that's way funnier, and it was his five minutes of, I just showed up and did this. You know what I mean? And I'm playing the kids, the main kids. Fucking, there was a show, there's a movie on Hulu with the guy from Santa Clarita Diet. And he just plays the father of somebody. With the Olsen? No. He plays the, he plays the father in the movie of the side kid character in Santa Clarita Diet. But he's the main character in this. And he plays the father of the girl interest or something, but he like steals every scene because the way that he attacks the scene is like fucking amazing. Like just uh, fucking uh, the burbs and uh, probably boy. I feel like I'm just rambling, but the uh, there's different ways that, to attack comedy. And I love somebody that can sit there and entertain you. It's like a Dave Chappelle can entertain me just as much as a, as Kung Pao, as as Chris Farley, it's so fucking hard to say what's your favorite comedy yeah. because the breakup is a one of my question. favorite fucking movies, and it has it's it's not a movie that's gonna make you laugh la 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 la, but it's it's this guy going through a breakup that's so sarcastic in every single thing that it's amazing. Yeah. I don't know. So going on, it those two. I take that, man. Thank you. Come, come with the beat. Come, come. Come, come with the beat. Come, come with the beat. Come, come. Fuck! It's such a great movie. He hit me. Oh my god! That fucking is such a great movie. It's such a great movie. Baby wanted twelve lemons. Come, come. <laughs> and then it has a part where this guy that doesn't want to, it was was played by Vincent D'Onofrio, where the they all grew up a certain way, and this guy grew up through a breakup and goes to hug his brother, and his brother's all fucking Vincent D'Onofrio status, like, already, like, an actor, like, don't touch me, like, great. It's like trying to hug the kingpin, like, it, it's fucking great. Ah, it's such a great, great movie. Yes. Great movie, yeah. All righty. And thank you very much for sharing, and thank you, everybody, for your homework assignments. Appreciate you all. Um, all right, so that leads us to the tail end of our episode we're about to get into the uh spoiler talk with loki but before we do that uh there was a villain cast for the new she hulk movie uh jamila jamil am i pronouncing that right um and so she is going to be playing the villain of titania so that's happening nice any any i mean she's only casted we don't know what the premise is or anything so i'm assuming we don't have too much to mentioned outside of her being in it yeah pretty much i mean she's been casted as it but i'm not very familiar with that villain um so i would have to defer to anyone here on the show or honestly i would have to defer to comics alliance to see if they can go ahead and explain you know um that villain the she-hulk's villain 
So. Shooting that to you, Comics Alliance. That's just, we love you. Do some homework. <laughs> Do our homework. Oh, so she was apparently in, uh, she was one of the voices in Jurassic Park uh, Camp Cretaceous. Oh, that's that Netflix uh, show the Netflix for kids, right? For, yeah. Okay. About that. So I was running my. Uh, you seem very annoyed by it, by the way. I mean, I was. However, uh-huh. there's one thing that I will say. So um, uh, I got into a Jurassic Park conversation because I was wearing uh, uh, this shirt. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, was it last week? Last week when I when I got on on the airport. And so our Uber driver was like, I like a Jurassic Park shirt. And then he started men- talking about this. He was like really, really into it. Like he knew his stuff. Uh, he knew the director of Jurassic World, blah, blah, blah. And he mentioned something very interesting. He said that uh, season one and two of this, ch- again, kids show, um, that it was a slow burn. But season three, it runs par- almost parallel to Jurassic World, a la... Uh, Clone Wars, how it run parallel to Revenge of the Sith. Really? Yes. Okay. I had absolutely no interest in watching this thing, mm. uh, but apparently this show takes place, or it. Um, I don't know if it was just that season, uh, but that show takes place. Um, these kids, or these kids, are going to be part of a camp that goes to Jurassic World. And one person in particular isn't rich, and so they win a sweepstakes, very much like Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. So okay. it's this like normal kid in with these other rich kids that are on this park, and then the park loses power. And then during the events of Jurassic World, the Indominus gets out and all that stuff, they're in this little camp that one of them was a sweepstakes winner, and it's running like as the events are happening in the Jurassic World film, this oh, stuff is happening. Cool. Yes, I thought the same thing, and I'm like, I I am very surprised I didn't know about this. Okay. Um, and so I I might give it a try because even even the, the Uber driver is like, yeah, it, it is kid friendly. He's like, but it's not bad. It's um, uh, it takes a couple episodes to get into, but mm-hmm. um, it's it's relatively charming that you can kind of get through it. It's pretty quick. Yeah, it's it, that's one of the shows that that's like on the queue for my kids to watch is that Jurassic, uh, that Jurassic Park camp. Um, camp Cretaceous, I think it's called. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Because it's like I've read certain things about the first first two seasons, like you were saying, or like the Uber driver was saying, is that it's a slow burn. So it seems, or it sounds like it's very like learning, like oh, this is a Stegosaurus, this is what they used to do, and blah, like very Magic School Bus e, you know. So that's what I've read. So that's why I'm kind of like down, like, okay, I'll plot my kids in front of it so they can yeah. kind of like learn and watch and stuff like that. Um, but if the third one like runs parallel to Jurassic World, like, I don't know, man, like, is that going to be too much for my kids to handle? <laughs> <laughs> I, I would hope not, but uh, but it just seems it's an interesting concept, you know, it's if, if they can do it, I mean, like, hey, I'd be down. Because let's universe. be honest, so Jurassic World, I mean, after Jurassic Park 3, let's be honest like that's what the the franchise needed because 100 percent. i i think i at least that's my personal opinion there's i know a few people that loved jurassic park 3 do not uh, understand I, that at all 
Yeah, uh, Jurassic Park was 3 was a piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, the second one, Lost World, was a little far-fetched, but I the mean... Sec- what's funny is the second one, I remember liking it as a kid, and then when I rewatched mm-hmm. it as an adult, like, it like how the well. fuck could I watch this? <laughs> yeah, like, it, it just, it, it, it's a little bit more far-fetched, but the it's first Jurassic fun, Park... Yeah, that's true. <laughs> the first Jurassic Park, though, that one fucking ages beautifully. Like, and I th- yeah, it's good today. Absolutely. I completely agree with you. And I, and I think that's what I'm so excited for Jurassic Park Dominion is that is that it looks the based off of the poster that they released. It looks like it's going back to its roots. You know, and, yeah. and I'm so excited about that because they're getting uh, the majority of the of the previous cast or the first cast uh, in Jurassic Park. You know, uh, Sam Neill's coming back. Uh, the actress that played uh, Ellie is coming back. Um, I don't, I'm not sure if Jeff Goldblum's coming back, um, but it's it's just. Like I would imagine he is. He's been very active lately. So. I would assume so. I would assume so. But it, it that's what it seems like, and I'm excited yeah. for that. I'm here for it, and I want to watch it. <laughs> I'm here for it. Um, all right, so we will move it on along to our spoiler talk of Loki, and these are our spoiler warnings. Thank you, Carmen. Uh, starting with you, Andres. Did you see the new episode? Or did you like it? I have not finished it. I am about halfway through, so I am loving it so far. I love the banter between Owen Wilson and Tom Hiddleston. Um, I, I think in general, I love the way Marvel casts their characters that they play off the actors in, in the in the shows so well. But they play off each other perfectly. Like this is like a perfect casting. Like uh, it's such a treat just to watch them together and banter about. Um, so I'm looking forward to seeing more. Um, and I'm digging the show so far. So dig it, Ash. Uh, Euro. Just giving our opinion because I don't want to spoil anything, right? No, we already gave the spoiler warning. Uh, I'm trying to fucking. You're fine. Don't worry about it. Um, the relationship between Loki and uh, Owen Wilson is is to me almost going to be the equivalent of um, TJ TJ Miller and Deadpool. In that it's the same type of character. It's like a it's like Vince Vaughn going against fucking. Ooh, that's a good one. But it's like the, the same type of what you get cast and you're playing two different characters uh it's a sarcastic charmer like the part where he the part where he's talking about the judge's eyes like it's oh my god like it's luke wilson no sorry owen wilson is like he's great at that like to be honest like that's the perfect for wedding crashers going full circle with vince vaughn that that was a perfect opposite but Usually there's only one, and there's like Deadpool of those type of characters. I feel like it's awesome because that's the one person reaching out to Loki that gets him. Um, which is why like I feel like the Deadpool T.J. Miller worked because that's the, I'm in trouble. That's the one person that gets you, but it has your back. Um, again, without screwing screwing everybody over, like. Like Loki McPath, the one guy that is similar to what you get casted as saving him. Um, 
thought that was amazing. I thought everything, everything they showed is making your, the entire, when I say Infinity War, I'm going from Iron Man to this. Um, I kind of do feel like Marvel's making it make sense because as we discussed, Loki was way earlier and they're making it make sense. But I do love that Marvel plans, like, as of Infinity War, Loki's done, cool, blah, blah, blah. Okay, here's where we're going with this. You know what I mean? I fucking love that. And it it, it sucks that DC's like, that didn't work out, scrap it. That didn't work out, scrap it. It just, it all started with Iron Man. And it worked out, and we all made it fucking make sense. It sucks that DC's just... Scrap it, scrap it, scrap it. Make this guy blah blah blah. Yeah, yeah. Like fuck, homie. Just make it make sense. And instead of scrapping people, make the story make fucking sense. Whether you have to do Scarlet Witch, and that's why that makes sense. Whether you have to fucking make us accept a new Captain America, you can do it. Just fucking do the work and stop scrapping shit and be like, well, how do you guys feel about fucking Superman being a girl? Like, just fucking make it make sense. I liked Loki. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I liked liked that it concentrated, like, the one part. You're not this, bro. You're this. And this is how I know. Because I'm going to show you your mom. Showed it to him again. Showed it to him again. Okay, now I realize I can't deal with it. And like it was like a you made him break. And then even when he had the power that they had, I'm just gonna go all out. I'm sorry. Whoever didn't watch it, I apologize. But even when he had the power, the same power that they had that was keeping him there, he couldn't change it, he couldn't do shit. You're stuck here. And you're so used to this world where like fuck. The Infinity Stones mean this, and it's in this peon nothings. The guy that you fucking are going to go to to get out of this place, it's his fucking paperweight. Not only that, you find out there's fucking other infinities. It's not even the fucking gauntlet. It's not even the gauntlet. It's the it's other ones that we didn't even know existed. You know what I mean? Like, oh, you want this? Oh, you want that? And there's multiple. Like, Amazing. And like, oh, I thought you said magic does this other thing. It was amazing. The way they did it was great. And to be honest, like after Avengers, I was almost like a like a broken up person that wants, oh, you're still good. Oh, you're still good. Like fucking Dark World when he was good for five minutes. I was the same guy that was like, got all happy when Loki was good. You know what I mean? Yeah. I take it. Thank you, sir. Carmen. Did you watch it? What did you think? Yes, I did watch it. Um, I love it so far. Um, I like the way that they did the presentation with the minutes where they're explaining, like, why they're there in the trial. It gave me very, like, Jetson, um, reminiscent of the cartoon style of the Jetsons. I like that. Um I did like how Ash was saying um, the arc that we get to see Loki have in the first episode because he's we see him I, in the first scene trying when he gets to Tesseract, which is the callback 
to the other movies. And then we see him get to the world and he's like, oh, I'm, I'm going to conquer this world or I'm Loki, like I'm here to be your god or whatever. And then, um, you know, he gets taken out of that reality. And then uh, <laughs> Owen Wilson is like asking him, like, who are you really? Like, you, you say that you're this god, like, that's all you want to be. That's all like that you aspire to be. Like, what after that? Like, what else? Um, I like the whole questioning of it because it circles back to the end of, I'm sorry, to the end of the episode of um, when he really truly acknowledges himself. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And he had no answer, right? Like, okay, so after you're a god, what? And he had no answer. Like, He had had no answer because he had been so preoccupied to just getting the power to be the god. And and so that's what Owen Wilson was trying to get him to realize. Like that what about like what's after that? Like what's you know, like what are you gonna do after that? And um I like the way that the episode ended because it it like tied everything together of okay, you saw your future and the timeline that what was gonna happen to you. And so now we're going to present you with this other choice. And like, do you now understand and you understand yourself and you want to do this then willingly, because this is perhaps a greater cause than the future you thought you were going to have, because now you already saw it play out. So I, I like that a lot. You know what I like too? There's a lot of like stepbrother stuff where it was like that scene on the rock with, um, like mm. the way that he played it in the movie was like, yeah, whatever, bro. And to Thor, it meant everything. And then that's the thing, other than his mother, that's the other thing. Like, it, uh, that's fucking yeah, so the fucking of his dad. Shit. Yeah. Yeah. It was yeah. like, it did mean something to him and it did blah, blah, blah. Like, when you watch the movie, and I'm still gonna fuck you over. It's kind of like fuck. I wish you realized, like through this show, he did do that. It's like like you know, like fucking every character that fucking Brad Pitt and Matt Dillon ever play. Like I am the bad boy, but I have this side. Like you find out he does. What did you think, Louis? Uh, I'm gonna shoot back to <laughs> step on. Sorry, sorry. Um, I dug it. Uh, it was a really good episode. Uh, I like the way that they are presenting this 2012 Loki. Um, for him to kind of see, you know, everything that has happened or the everything that could happen or the possible reality for him, I think it's great. Um, I like the little Easter eggs that they threw in uh, for that scene or for the entire um, episode of Loki. Uh, for everyone that's thinking that the demon in the stained glass window is Mephisto, it's not Mephisto. <laughs> the showrunner already came out and said that it's not Mephisto. Uh, it's supposed to be hinting to Loki, the fallen angel, quote unquote mm-hmm. angel from uh, Asgard. Um, so, so I think that's great that they're. I love. I, I think what I like the most is that we saw Loki's redemption. And his arc turn from being a villain to being a good guy in Ragnarok. Now we get a chance to see Loki change it again and to follow a different path than what he originally had from the very first Thor all the way up to Infinity War. For him to follow or to have a different path 
you know, to be the hero again that he is or that they're hinting that he should be. It's it's fucking genius the way that they did it for him to see his possible future or what his future could have been if he would have stayed in that timeline to see that he was the cause of the reason why his mother was killed uh, to see, you know, the dark elves to to see that he has actually killed, you know, the by look Thanos. on his face when the tap the tape ran out. Yeah, you know, the look and, on his face was like as fucking yeah, homie would say, chef's kiss it's 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 perfect no it really is it really is it's a, the the mere fact that he saw his own neck being broken by thanos on screen it's like well fuck that's what could have become of me like seriously like really like that's that's what it could have been you know i i think it kind of opened his eyes a little bit and it's something that he wanted and i think i think it's more so that he needed to see you know for himself because just like he said, he's just like, it's all an illusion, you know, for the week. That's that's what this is. That's what I do. It's all an illusion, you know, for him, for that to go ahead and come back to him. Um, I, I'm excited. I mean, I'm not 100% sure how many episodes we're supposed to have of Loki. Uh, I hope it's more than what we had for the Falcon and Winter Soldier. So I hope it's more than six. Um, but I'm invested. Like this thing is, this thing I think is going to be the new Friday night. You know, we got to watch Loki, you know, before anything else, but it's going to be on a Wednesday. Um, Dude, why are you smiling? You're not, you're not happy. Why are you smiling during this part? Like even when they show him? Yeah. Oh, oh, for sure. For sure. It's, it's, and and, and And he knows he's not supposed to, sorry. And to your point, what, what you and like Owen Wilson, every time Owen Wilson yep. was on screen, he fucking all the scene, you know, yep. and for him to, to call him on his bullshit the entire time. It's like, I think he knows. And, and that's the thing It's that that's to, to start off that interview that he had with look, he's like, I know you, I've studied you, you know, there's more to you than what you think, you know, and that's what finally fucking breaks him. Like at the end, I'm like, he tries to change everything, and he fucking oh yeah, so and good. and I and I think I think it's really cool that you know yeah. for WandaVision we didn't get Wanda's breaking point until what yeah. three fourths of the way through the episode, like the second second to the to the last episode. Yeah. The same thing for Bucky, where where you know they try to go ahead and activate him as a Winter Soldier, and it didn't work. You know, and he's crying tears of joy because he's finally free. Wanda crying because she's tormented and she's in pain you know and then now in this very first episode we get loki like fuck dude like you know i'm not who i say i am or yeah i'm 100 percent weak you know and and that's why i do this is because i'm weak you know to i think it's fucking it's the way that these writers are writing wandavision falcon the winter soldier and loki it's it's again it's the, the one thing that we've always talked about so far, Marvel has not struck out and they keep going over and over and over. And to their counterpart to DC, DC's just fucking around at this point. They really are. Make it makes sense. All right, you wrote that. Here's what I'm gonna do. And, they, but, and, and I think that's I'm not gonna that, shit on you. It's just what we're gonna do. Like we're gonna make we're gonna give credence to everything you did, and we're gonna expand on your world and make it one world as opposed to like nah, nah, bro, what you're going to do here, like, we're going to come up with Aquaman, but with other Superman, like, 
what the fuck? Like it's 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 a cohesive yes oasis, you oh, know, yeah. between in that Marvel Cinematic Universe. It's cohesive. Yes. It's I mean, aside from the bullshit that ended up happening prior, like the Netflix shows that happened and the Agents of Shield and stuff like that, that that was it's fucked up that it had that it happened the way that it did, that they're separate or whatever. But to oh, see to did see, you see through one of the portals, Peggy yes. Carter. Yeah. 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 So it still gives credence to exactly. And that and that's the sense. thing. And that's the thing is that to to see that yes, the both the TV universe and the movie universe can be one cohesive oasis, can be one thing where it, it can pull from one thing and another and just make it perfect and make it make sense. I'm this is going to go on for the next 10, 20 years, 30 years that we're going to have this. I, I will, I would venture to say that in the next 10 years, somehow, some way, Iron Man number one is going to be referenced in a movie or in a TV show, just like it was in Loki. So, and I'm on a rant because I am very buzzed right now and I fucking love it. <laughs> We love it. We love it. I have not been. Look, since I got put on this stupid medication that I'm on, I have not drank like I did tonight. I'm good. Wait till we get the lottery wheel. It's a trap. Oh, no. Good night. (laughs) Good night, sweet prince. And on that note, I will say good night to everybody. And at this point of the show, I will admit that I haven't seen Loki yet because... (laughs) I've been on vacation. I just got back last night. So, Luis, who's uh, the host of tonight? Is it you? Yeah. Okay. Uh, but next, we, everything, everything you guys have mentioned sounds awesome. Uh, so for everybody that has stuck around this far into the show, we appreciate you. Uh, please uh, comment, review, subscribe, do the whole thing. And uh, we appreciate you for everything. Good night. Have a good night, everybody. Good night. night. This is Marcus, a.k.a. Heavyweight Comics. We're everywhere.